You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. You know, the famous line of the night before Christmas says that not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. God, that must be nice. I can't believe I'm talking about mice for a third week in a row, but you know what? I've given up. I have decided that the mice have won, and that's okay. I actually bought them little Santa Claus hats, and so, you know, when I see them running past, scampering, eating the pork rinds, no biggie, because they look so cute now. With that, welcome to our Christmas episode. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again, the best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. I'll be your guide as we peer into the ridiculous reality that is our society and our government. Let's get to it. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again. I'm your host, Cam Harless, and I have a lot of people with me today. I wanted to do something special for Christmas. Sue me. It's my favorite time of year. So I haven't had much time, being that I have four kids. So what I thought I would do is I would reach out to the network and say, hey guys, you got something that you'd like to, to record? A little compilation of stories, singing, whatever. Poems. Do you have some poems? Whatever. I sent this out today on Christmas Eve. And I have to admit, I am so impressed with these guys that it's stupid. So I've got a little bit of everything for you guys today. Like I said, we have a song. We have poems. We have readings of Christmas classics, as well as a piece from one of our favorite libertarians. So strap yourself in and let's get started. Maddie from Voluntary Vixens is up with a song. This is Maddie from the Voluntary Vixens podcast, wishing you and your families a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Uh, You know, if you happen to celebrate Kwanzaa, that's cool, but it is a made-up holiday and... You know, while I respect your right to celebrate and practice whatever you want, so be it. You know, do your thing. Just know it's not a real holiday. Okay, anyway. Let's get on with it. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, bring us some figgy pudding, oh, bring us some figgy pudding, oh, bring us some figgy pudding, and bring it right here. So demanding. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. For we all like figgy pudding. I don't. We all like figgy pudding, for we all like figgy pudding. What is figgy pudding? Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We won't go until we've got some, uh, private property rights violations. We won't go until we've got some. We won't go until we've got some. So bring some out here, something. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Keep it sane, keep it peaceful, keep it voluntary, y'all. And, you know, if you figure out what figgy pudding is, let me know. Next up, I sent over a message to Thaddeus from Thank You For Your Servers. And I said, man, you have such a great 
deep voice with such a natural timbre and vibrato. You know what I'd really like to hear from you? How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So, without, really I didn't have to pull his arm or twist his arm or anything. He was just like, yeah, dude, I've got some time before we do the family stuff. Let's do it. So next up, you've got your boy Thaddeus Preston, a.k.a. Nick Way, from Thank You For Your Servers, with How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I have been given the task of reading How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Keep in mind as a disclaimer that I was public school educated and I might mispronounce words and generally slur my speech because the holiday festivities have begun. But with no further ado, I will read How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Every Who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot, but the Grinch who lived just north of Whoville did not. The Grinch hated Christmas. The whole Christmas season. Now please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. It could be his head wasn't screwed on right. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve hating the Who's. Staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm, lighted windows below in their town. For he knew that every Who down in Whoville beneath was busy now hanging a hollow Who wreath. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow's Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled, with his Grinch fingers nervously drumming. I must find a way to keep Christmas from coming. For tomorrow, I know all the Who girls and boys will wake bright and early, and they'll rush for their toys. And then, oh the noise, oh the noise, noise, noise. There's one thing I hate, all the noise, noise, noise. They'll stand close together with Christmas bells ringing. They'll stand hand in hand and all those who's will start singing. Fahu fores, dahu dores. Welcome Christmas, come this way. Fahu fores, dahu fores. Welcome Christmas, Christmas day. Welcome, welcome, faru ramas. Welcome, welcome, dahu damas. Christmas day is in our grasp. So long as we have hands to clasp, fahu fores, dahu dores, and they'll sing, and they'll sing, and they'll sing, sing, sing. And the more the Grinch thought of this who Christmas sing, the more the Grinch thought, I must stop this whole thing. Why, for 53 years I've put up with this, put up with it now. I must stop Christmas from coming. But how? Then he got an idea. An awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderfully awful idea. I know just what to do. The Grinch laughed in his throat. I'll make a quick Santa Claus hat and a coat. This! Stop number one. The old Grinchy Claus hissed as he climbed to the roof. Empty bags in his fists. Then he slid down the chimney. A rather tight pinch. But if Santa could do it... Then so could the Grinch. He got stuck only once, for a minute or two. Then he stuck his head out of the fireplace, flew, where the little who stockings hung all in a row. These stockings, he grinched, are the first things to go. Then he slithered and he slunk, with a smile most unpleasant, around the whole room, and he took every 
president. It was a quarter of dawn, all the who's still abed, all the who's still a snooze, and he packed up his sled, packed it up with their presents, their ribbons, their wrappings, their snoof, and their fizzles, their tringlers, and their trappings. 10,000 feet up, up the side of Mount Crumpet, he rode with his load to the top to dump it. Poo-poo to the who's. He was grinchingly humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the who's down in Whoville will all cry boo-hoo. That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. He paused, and the Grinch put out a hand to his ear. And he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low. Then it started to grow. But this sound wasn't sad. Why, this sound sounded glad. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presents at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came, somehow or another. It came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. He puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And then the true meaning of Christmas came through. And the Grinch found the strength of ten Grinches plus two. And now that his heart didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed with his load through the bright morning light. With a smile to his soul, he descended Mount Crumpet, cheerily blowing hoo-hoo on his trumpet. He rode into Whoville. He brought back their toys. He brought back their foof to the Who girl and the boys. He brought back their snoof and their tinglers and fizzles. Brought back their panukas, their dufflers and wuzzles. He brought everything back, all the food for the feast, and he, he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beasts. Welcome Christmas, bring your cheer, cheer to all who's far and near. Christmas Day is in our grasp as long as we have hands to grasp. Christmas Day will always be just as long as we have we. Welcome Christmas while we stand Heart to heart and hand to hand. Good night, boys and girls. I don't know about you guys, but that reading of How the Grinch Stole Christmas by Thaddeus gets the D. Thank you so much, Thaddeus. That was fantastic. But moving on, your girl Kim Shang from Lesbertarian said, You know what? Even though I just had a little surgery in my tum-tum, I can do a little reading for you. I can bring in the classics. I can read you 
Twas the Night Before Christmas. So without further ado, Kim Shang of Lesbertarian reading Twas the Night Before Christmas. Twas the night before Boogaloo, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The turrets were set by the front door with care, in hopes that the redcoats soon would be there. The puppies were crated, all snug in their beds, while visions of fatalities danced in their heads, with Mama in her flak jacket and I in my vest, had just taken aim at some targets of chests. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the range to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a big armor tank in pigs and pig gear. With the little old red coat so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be caught pricks. More rapid than eagles his piggies they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Davis, now Darwin, now Perez and Vernon, on Carson, on Cooper, on Dietrich and Brennan, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now blast away, blast away, blast away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the piggies they flew, with the chopper full of bombs and the sheriff too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little boot. As I drew my sidearm and was turning around, down the chimney these pigs came with a bound. They were dressed all in black from their head to their foot, and their clothes were all covered with viscera and soot. A bundle of C4 he had flung on his back, and they looked like murderers just opening their packs. Their eyes, how they popped out, their new holes, how scary. Their cheeks were like roses, their noses like cherries. The droll little mouths were drawn down like a bow, and the flesh from their chests were as red as blood flow. The stump of a finger one held tight in his teeth. The smoke of mine circled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he convulsed like a bowl full of jelly. I was hopped up and ready, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A last blink of his eyes as I twisted his head soon gave me to know that all would be dead. I spoke not a word, but went straight to my work, and emptied all their vessels, then turned with a jerk, and laying my finger aside of my nose, and giving a nod up the chimney they rose. The sheriff sprang to his tank, to his team he gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But he heard me exclaim as they drove out of sight, Happy Boogaloo to all, and to all a good night. I don't think that was Twas the Night Before Christmas. In fact, I know it wasn't, because, you know, I wrote it earlier, and Kim killed the reading just killed it very stoked very good thank you kim check out lesbertarian everything she does is great moving on from here i have another reading of twas the night before christmas because i know you actually want to hear the real thing so i hooked that up for you next we have david derryberry from the morning drive with david with twas the night before christmas "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief, and I and my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his couriers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them my name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, 
to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle and mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the couriers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head, I was turning around. Down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys was flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opened his pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His drool little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly, and shook like it laughed, like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word and went straight to his work and filled the stockings and turned with a jerk. He laid his finger aside his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprung to his sleigh to his team gave a whistle and away they flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he rode out of sight, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. There you go. That's what you came for. You came for the classics. You came for that pissed-off libertarian dad chilling out a little bit and sharing you a story that you've heard since you were a little kid. That's why you came to make liberty great again. Not for politics. Not for, you know, boring stuff and scary stuff and war and cops. But that's neither here nor there. Next up, we have Ryan Burgett from Technoagorist reading a little piece by Judge Andrew Napolitano. Give it a listen. Also listen to Technoagorist and The Morning Drive with David. All of these. Voluntary Vixens. Lesbertarian. This show. Thank you for your service. Come on, people. Start listening to all of them. I don't do this stuff for my own good. The Gift of Christmas by Andrew Judge Napolitano. What if Christmas is a core value of belief in a personal God who lived among us and is freely given promise of eternal salvation for no believer that no believer should reject or apologize for? What if Christmas is the rebirth of Christ in the hearts of all believers? What if Christmas is the potential rebirth of Christ in every heart that will have him, whether a believer or not? What if Jesus was born about 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem? What if he is true God and true man? What if this is a mystery and a miracle? What if this came about as part of God's plan for the salvation of all people? What if Jesus was sent into the world to atone for our sins by offering himself as a sacrifice? What if he was sinless? What if his life was the most critical turning point in human history? What if the reason we live is that he died? What if after he died, he rose from the dead? What if he was murdered by the government because it feared a revolt if it did not murder him? What if the government thought he was crazy when he said he was a king, but his kingdom was not of this world? What if he was not crazy but divine? What if when he said that he could forgive sins, he was referring to himself as God? What if he is one of the three parts of a triune God? What if this is an also an inexplicable mystery? What if there is no power without mystery? What if the power he possessed, he exercised only for good? What if he truly gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, musculature to the lame, hope to the disillusioned, courage to the weak, and even life to the dead? 
What if he freely did these things but sought no acclamation for them? What if after each of these miracles he disappeared into the temple precincts or walked well past the crowd, lest the crowd hail him as a temporal or secular leader? What if there was in that towering personality a deep threat of shyness? What if he was shy about his goodness? What if he was shy about his godness? What if he loved saving us? What if he was joyful but did not want us to see his joy? What if he knew all along how profoundly, untimely, and utterly painful the end of his life on earth would be, but he neither feared it nor avoided it? What if his greatest display of love was self-restraint on the cross? What if the world that he came to save has rejected him? What if he still loves those who have rejected him? What if he still offers them salvation? What if his offer is real and forever? What if many folks today have rejected the true God for government as God? What if the government as God has set itself up as providing for all secular needs in return for fidelity to it? What if this seductive offer has been accepted by millions in America? What if the acceptance of this seductive offer of government as God has ruined individual initiative, destroyed personal work ethic, fostered cancerous laziness, enhanced deep poverty, and impelled thoughtless obedience to government in those who have accepted it? What if the defiance inherent in the belief of government as God chills the exercise of personal freedoms for fear of the loss of government's munificence? What if government charity is really munificence with money? It is taken from those who work to earn it. What if it's then given to those who don't? What if it's impossible to be truly charitable with someone else's money? What if Jesus came to set us free from the yoke of government oppression and the chains of personal sin? What if freedom is our birthright given to us by the true God, not by the government as God? What if the true God made us in his own image and likeness? What if the most similar likeness between us mortals and true God is freedom? What if just as God is perfectly free, so are we perfectly free? What if we have failed to preserve freedom and have permitted governments to take it from us? What if we are not full people without full freedom? What if the world was full of darkness before he came into it? What if there is darkness still today, yet so much light? What if we recognize that he is the light of the world? What if Christmas is the birthday of the Son of God and the Son of Mary? What if we recognize the presence of the Son of God and the Son of Mary in our hearts and among us? What if the God is baby, whose birthday we celebrate, is the Savior of the world? What if we don't mask this, but live it every day? What if we say with our hearts and mean with our words, Merry Christmas? I like that. I like the way that he talks about Jesus, but then he brings it around to government because government is a false god and government is a disgusting and awful god. While God, according to the Bible and as I understand him, brings me life, the government can bring only chains and death. Good for Andrew Napolitano making this. I appreciated that. Hope you guys did too. Well, that is the last guest host we have for this very special Christmas episode. However... I wanted to say something. I wanted to read something. I wanted to bring it back, like Ryan did, to what Christmas is about. So, next up is a reading by Cam Harless. That's me. Reading the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was still governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, 
to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem, and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. All right, that's what we have for you this week, our little Christmas special, a little inter-network collaboration that I hope you enjoyed. To be honest, not everyone that listens to this is a Christian. Not everyone that listens to this knows Jesus or likes Jesus, etc. However, that's a big part of my life, and it is something that I wanted to share with you. It is something that I thought was worth bringing up at Christmas. I thought it was something that needed to be said. So before we go, one last verse, and then I'm going to sign out. Isaiah 9.6 For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I don't know what could possibly sum up what this show is about than that, at least for me, the Prince of Peace. Peace. It's what we're built for. Freedom. Like Ryan shared that Judge Napolitano said, we are made for freedom. We're made for peace. We're made for goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, you name it. There's so much more to this life than what we access, and freedom is such a big part of that. So have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. And by God, eat too much today. Eat your heart out. Open some presents. Enjoy your family. Taxation is theft. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're with me. Stay sane.